This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. And uh, thanks for putting up with my voice last week because that was really cute. I feel like everybody is sick, though. So everybody okay. has this. Uh, oh, no. I also feel like everyone just has COVID. Everyone. It's like I'm laughing, but I'm crying inside. I'm like laughing, I'm, but I'm, I'm crying. smiling, but I'm crying inside. And I'm also kind of like, okay, well, if we're all going to get COVID, at least we're all getting the least serious variant so far, I guess. I guess. Which technically uh, speaking, like, I mean, this is a weird thing to say, but it's in the virus's best interest to be less serious. Because if you, as a virus, kill all your hosts, you're not going to get very far. That's why like Ebola will never be like a true global pandemic is because it it gets, it's too serious too quickly. Like there's not an, there's no time to, for it to spread. Oh, got it. See what I mean? Okay, like yeah, like yeah, you yeah. as like a carrier of the virus get too sick too quickly and then you die. Right. So there's not time for you to spread versus like if you're carrying COVID and it, you just like have a sniffle for four weeks and you right. walk around and give it to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. We're talking, I mean, I'm not saying that like, <laughs> I'm just speaking from the virus's point of view. <laughs> yeah, the virus is spoken real loud. I'm kind of sick of it. But talking, also but. like that is kind of, I think at this point we've realized that like, People are not going to get vaccinated right. and we can have as many feelings as we want about that. We can and have we a can, lot of feelings about it. and We can get everyone... as many vaccines as we want and it won't change other people's right. unwillingness to right. view, you know, public health as I, I once, important enough to do that. Yeah. I just have to interject really quick. I once saw, it's so funny how like just things pop out at people where it's like, man, I just, you can't say anything without making someone mad. But like, I think one time, I did a Q&A on Instagram stories and someone asked yeah. some question. It basically said like thoughts about being around the unvaccinated uh-huh. and someone and I answered the question being like, well, there's the vaccinated and then there's the unvaccinated. It's not like we're not trying to be I don't know. We're not I mean, trying it's not to like be the mean. great unwashed. Right? But like- <laughs> and so someone wrote and was like, ugh. The unvaccinated, like we're just these horrible people. I'm like, no, that's not what we're saying at all. But I also like, like, I'm the vaccinated. You're the unvaccinated. There's no difference. You either are or you're not. And it's not personal. (laughs) This is a one or this is the one option or the other. Really, nothing, no offense. You could just say the vaccinated and say the same thing about me. But I just found it like, man, we just really are quick to get real angry. Right. The unvaccinated. Like, you can't call me the unvaccinated. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what else to call you. <laughs> okay, individual person who refrain from being vaccinated for COVID nineteen. Who decided person not first to. language? Right. <laughs> okay, not to make fun of person first language though, because it's uh, important. Okay. okay, okay. So, um, I do feel like I know more people right now. Like, who in the last like two to four days have gotten have tested positive for COVID? Than any other point, almost combined in the pandemic. Like, I'm lucky that. Personally, I have not known that many people who've been vaccinated. Like, you know, it's happened here or there to friends and their kids. And it's, you know, thankfully always been relatively mild cases. And, oh, you know, crops up every couple of weeks. Like, oh, did you hear so-and-so tested positive? And, but right now I feel like every single person is like test positive, test positive, test positive. And, and like, you know, I don't know at this point, And I know we've all been saying this this whole time, like it's a matter of time before you get it. But right now it feels like 
it's knocking on the door. I took Evie this morning to get a PCR test because she's like a snot faucet, which also like it's December kids get sick. And that's the hardest thing right now is like, when will we get back to the point? Will we ever get back to a point where having a runny nose is just like, you aren't wondering like, oh my gosh, am I going to like totally kill my grandpa with this runny nose? Right. Exactly. And that's what's hard. And I think, you know, no one like the data is pretty clear that most people who get COVID will not have a serious case and or will not be become hospitalized. But that doesn't, you know, it's like, it's still like a crappy thing to get. Like you still feel sick. Feeling sick is not fun. You can still feel sick for two plus weeks, which is not fun. Long haul COVID sounds horrible. Like we don't know the long-term effects of COVID. You know, and people are like, well, we don't know the long-term effects of vaccines. Like, well, we really don't know the long-term effects of COVID. We also don't know the long-term effects of like cell phone usage or being in houses with Wi-Fi Guys, that's yeah. just like ubiquitous. I mean, like just, I- just explain. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like, that's how I live my life. I'm like, you know what, guys? Can we just calm down? We're not promised tomorrow. I know. And I like, for me, the like, we don't know the long-term effects argument. I'm like, do you you have this much concern for the long-term effects of every choice you make that doesn't impact other people? Like, so anyway. It's a hard time to be alive. It's It's a hard time to be alive. It is. And I, yeah, I'm feeling like. truly unprecedented. a lot of anxiety right now about COVID that I have not felt. I have not felt this way in a while. I feel like it's been a a, a good hot minute, a pleasant hot minute, a, a cozy warm minute <laughs> since I like pleasant my, hot like, minute sounds like a really good movie. <laughs> it sounds like a either like a zombie land style comedy or definitely like a porn. <laughs> a pleasant hot minute. Um, <laughs> since I like. was having like daily worries about COVID. You know, like I haven't logged on to check the like case counter in a while. And I definitely looked at it today. Yeah. Scott, Scott uh, looks at it every single night. He reads the case count. He stays abreast of all the information. And we, we decided to, I feel like every single person that I know, at least in my circle of friends had to change their plans or something happened or someone got sick. But we ended up, uh, we were going to go to Oklahoma City to see Scott's family. And we, because I was still sick and Scott's family got sick. They kind of got the cold. We all tested, you know, negative for COVID, but everyone was getting these colds and we're like, why would we travel right now? And so we just decided last minute, you know, luckily our tickets are refundable, whatever, whatever. And at this point, I feel like any trip we, we plan, we're like just doing refundable because plans are always changing and we just have to be ready for that. But we made the decision like, A, we're not going to put our immune systems through that because things are just crazy and we don't want to get other people sick. I don't want to put other people at risk. You just never know. And I was talking to someone today, actually, in counseling, one of my clients, I was saying like, you know, we are so tired of making, I I feel like, you know, collectively, we're all very tired of making decisions that normally would just be nothing. It's kind of like that decision fatigue on steroids where normally you're like, well, do I go on this trip or do I not go on this trip? Well, then you have to take collectively, there's all these moral dilemmas that are being Mm -hmm. thrown at us constantly. So if I decided to cancel my trip, but my friend doesn't cancel their trip. Like, does that make me a better person? No, it just is like, you have to make the decision that's best for your family. But I think like, we're starting to do this whole like, moral highness thing that's just, like, no one's better than each other. We're just trying to like, make it through the freaking day and not get yeah. COVID. And that's just really at the end of the day, like, that's what's exhausting. And not get it and not give it to anyone and like, just live our lives without having to feel like we have to check the case counter. So I'm like really feeling stressed about that right now in a way that I haven't felt in a while. And it just has really 
Are you just talking about like you're just stressed about the pandemic or you're stressed about yeah, like, I'm stressed, yeah. like I, I'm starting to feel like, okay, you know, in the summer we had this glimpse of like life could come back and then it got swept away by Delta. And then it felt like, okay, well now that kids can get vaccinated, maybe that'll make a difference. And then here comes Omicron. Do you say Omicron or Omicron? I say Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Because I was listening to the daily and I think they say Omicron. Ah, like ah, or Omicron. Omicron. Not Omicron, Omicron. Like Omicron, like ah. Okay, somebody who speaks Latin, please weigh in. (laughs) Because I've heard it both ways. And I started saying it Omicron because there was like a hot minute in college where I pledged a sorority. Literally, like I didn't even make it through the pledge class. There's a lot of hot minutes in this episode. I'm just going to say. Hot minutes. (laughs) Two so far. There was a brief period of my life. Where I and when we learned the Greek alphabet, we it I my memory was of it saying of it being Omicron, but I also feel like there anyway. So someone please weigh in. Regardless, I feel like it was like okay, well maybe you know now the kids get vaccinated, we'll kind of like turn a corner, and then here comes this new variant, and it just feels like when are we going to get out of this loop? And I think that there is still, and I think there has been this assumption that people who agree with public health measures like vaccines and quarantining and all that, that we are like not frustrated or tired or questioning any of this. And like, I am pro masks, pro social distancing, blah, 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 blah. But I am still sitting here being like, how the heck are we going to get out of this? Like, when is the loop going to end? It feels like we're just getting spun into another cycle. And I just want that to not I want it to be over and I don't even know what over means. Yeah, I just want to be able to like, I want my kids to be able to go do stuff and not worry about what's going to happen when they come back. I want to be able to plan a trip and not have 10. Not think ahead. Right. All these contingency plans. I I think to me, like when like it being quote unquote over is sort of what you were describing of like, I want to just not have to weigh every single decision, 10 different directions before making it. I want to just be able to make a decision and move forward. Right. Like now we're making decisions, but there's 20 different decisions that are layered in with it. And, you know, Scott's a huge sports fan, watches football, watches basketball. And so he's following all these games and he's in like a fantasy football league. And he's always talking to me about like how all these players are just dropping out every single week. I mean, tons of them can't play because of the coronavirus. And it's just like, are we doing this again? We're like, sports are shutting down. And then, you know, I have tickets to see the Lion King on Broadway, or not on Broadway at the, you know, Denver Performing Arts Arts this weekend, this coming weekend with my mom. And I'm like, is that going to get canceled? Because I've been seeing other shows being canceled because the cast is getting COVID. And it's just like, all right, well, here we are again. But I do have to take a pause because I googled it. Omicron. 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 Thank you, Siri. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's what's on the top of my mind right now. Yeah. It's just like it's so stressful. Many... It's just freaking stressful. Yeah, and like you guys didn't take your trip. Our Christmas, like all of our Christmas festivities got canceled because my nephew tested positive for COVID. Thankfully, he's doing fine. You know, he I will not say like I a lot of people I know who are testing positive are vaccinated and boosted. But my nephew was not fully, fully vaccinated. Like he had been, he had gotten his second dose like a couple of days before. And then his little sister, who is not yet eligible for vaccinated, for being vaccinated, they're the only two in their family who have it. And everyone else in the family, like who've been living with them and driving in cars with them, like haven't gotten it. So clearly vaccines are still effective against it. But like, it still just makes me feel like there's no, I don't know. There's just no, there's no answer. And so 
yeah, I took Evie to get tested today and we sat in the car for two hours in this endless car line. And while we were sitting there, the guy in the car behind me came up and tapped my window and said, Hey, your back tire is going flat. And I was like, Oh my God. I can't get out of this line. Like I physically, no. even if I wanted to. No, that you're point, like, I'm going to burn the rim down. I don't care. It will. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> like I, it wasn't even like I've, I've sacrificed 90 minutes. I'm not leaving now. It was like, where do I go? Like, right. I'm you can't go anywhere. Like a driveway, right. basically, right. size right. area with like behind a baseball field. There's a train. <laughs> like I couldn't, I physically could have not gotten out of there Ugh. if I wanted to. So I'm just sitting there thinking like, I hope this leak is slow enough that I can sit here for probably another hour yeah, and then still make it home. And thankfully it did. And I dropped my, you know, was able to like drop my car off at the tire place on my way home. And, but I was just like, I, the guy, and then at one point, I mean, they, they were, everyone there was so nice. Like one of the testing people came up and they were like, I'm so sorry. Did you know your tire is going flat? And I was like, I know. Yeah. And I just like, can't do anything about it. And I started <laughs> crying and he was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I think, and he's like, well, we'll find you an air compressor. Like if you need something, oh, we'll that's call AAA. So- <laughs> he was so, so he's like, we'll get you home. Don't worry. And I was like, okay. Those are the types of people that are angels on earth. They are. When you're just like, I've had it. I don't know what else to do. And they're like, we got And to. he is like yeah. running around this face shield, like, you know, dealing Ugh. with all these people all day. And he was like, well, don't worry. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll call AAA if we need to. And I also like- feel like when a woman cries, especially everyone just like, is like, well, we're on it. Like, we cannot. And here I am yeah. with this two-year-old in the backseat who's yeah. clearly not having a good time either. <laughs> I'm like, my tires we fly. I've been here all day. It's a day after Christmas. Like, oh my gosh. That's kind of sad. like an insult to injury situation. It was a 1000% like- insult to injury, especially because I felt like I went to the, to get tested like out of an incredible abundance of a con of abundance of caution. Like, like I said, Evie could just have a runny nose and we wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think twice about it, but we were right there. And I thought, let me just do this real quick. And then we, and then real quick turned into an hour and a half. And I was just, anyway yeah and i just i'm <sighs> feeling for the people of new york where i'm looking at the lines for people to get tested is just like insane and people were running out of tests that just feels like wow we're kind of going through these waves so what i was thinking about recently is like okay you know from the beginning of the pandemic and i know a lot of the podcasts do like a year in review and especially you know from the beginning of 2021 where we thought like things were going to get better and they haven't really gotten that much better but how at the beginning they did this podcast on the daily where they revisited people who had to quit their job or like kind of like left their jobs when the shutdown happened and they decided not to return to their jobs because unemployment was paying more than they were making. And they had like these whole revelations about what kind of what they wanted to do with their lives because, you know, Hey, I was working really hard and not making a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. And so they kind of revisited some people that they interviewed initially right after the shutdown. And I just remember thinking like the way that we talked about the pandemic when it first happened was like, Oh, wait, maybe in a, like a few weeks, this will be bad. This will be. Like, I mean, yeah. I, we. I mean, but again, like we've never been here before. No, no one, no one that I know has been in a pandemic before. Like, when is zero, this happened? No, zero, zero humans alive today. Zero humans, yeah, except I for think, my father-in-law with polio. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh right, yes, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about COVID because I'm like simultaneously sick of it and also can't stop thinking about it. And I think that's also like I think everyone paradox. feels that way. I think everyone totally. feels that way. And I think as long as like we don't, what I know to be true from our listeners and just like I get it is whenever we start to get like angry and ranty, I know that people tend to tune out. And 
And that's fair, because I think there's enough of that going around. But I also just think like, you know, we're in it, and we just need to talk about it sometimes. And we have to be like, well, our plans were canceled. And that really sucks. And it just does. And we're tired. We're tired of making decisions on top of decisions on top of decisions when normally I could be like, yeah, let's go to Hawaii in June. And now it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the pandemic is going to look like. I don't know if Hawaii is going to be open, you know, whatever. So I think it's just like in solidarity, we all feel you. And we're still here. We're still here. And we're still here. Um, how was your Christmas? It was, you know, ugh, I get like kind of emotional about this because like, I love spending Christmas with Scott's family. I really do. Ever, it just always reminds me of like, when Scott and I were first dating. Uh, I think we started dating in like, you know, Memorial Day. Memorial Day? Yeah, Memorial Day of 2006. And so like, I went to Christmas, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think that first year that we were dating. And so we were like fairly new. And I just remember loving the Christmas. And, er you know, ever since then, I was like, wow, I love Christmas at his parents' house. They just go all out. They go out all out with food. And I may have told this story before, but I think it's so cute that I think I was vegan when I first started dating Scott. And so (laughs) they just didn't know what to feed me. Uh, so whenever I went to Scott's parents' house, all they would they would buy huge edible arrangements with just a big basket of fruit, and that's what they would buy for me. And they're like, "Here's your." And so it became this tradition every single year. Dan would buy me a huge edible arrangements, and that's what I would freaking eat like the entire time I was at their house. It was really funny. So like I have like a sweet spot in my heart for that, even though I'm not vegan anymore. But that's like it was almost like you know because it's like farm country, and they're all farmers, and they're like, uh, well, "We don't know what to do with a vegan in our family." And so um, that was really cute. But like I just have such a nostalgia for going home with Scott for the holidays that when we had to cancel our our trip and for good reason, it just made me really sad and lonely. And we didn't want to go to my parents' house because we didn't want to get them sick just in case like whatever I have is still lingering, you know? So we spent it alone and we ordered food from Linger, which was great. You know, like trying to support local businesses as much as possible. And so that felt good, but we, but it's lonely when it's just like us two. (laughs) And it was really nice. And we like try to keep busy and we just, you know, hung out with the dogs and like went to our neighbor's house for a little bit, but um, outside, of course, but you know, it's just, it made me really appreciate. And we've had, we've had Christmases that we spent with just the two of us, I think like once, once or twice and like out of the 13 years. So it's really like, we're always with some part of our family, but every time it happens towards just like the two of us, like, while I appreciate, you know, my husband, it's just, it just feels like kind of sad. So (laughs) it like really made me miss my family. So we were on FaceTime with everybody and, but it was nice. You know, we watched. Right. You're like, I like this guy, but I see him every day. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, put some Legos together. I got some more Lego sets. It was great. But you guys had to stay home too. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so my brother normally hosts Christmas Eve and then like someone from his wife's family who also lives from Boulder will host something like Christmas day, like Christmas night, Christmas evening, Christmas day evening. And so we had just planned completely on being with them. And then that obviously didn't work out. So on Christmas Eve, we went over to my mom's house, which we don't like my mom was a mile away. We see her a lot. And so we don't always do holidays with her on the day. And that's been kind of the way it's been for a long time, because there are more siblings and cousins on my dad's side than on my mom's side. And so um, my parents obviously are divorced. And so we like, we'll do more, we, you know, we'll kind of just like catch up with my mom later sort of. So we went over there actually on Christmas Eve, which was nice. And just like was super low key. We were over there for a couple hours. We made a 
short rib pot pie with cheddar crust. That was really good. Came home, went to bed. And then on on Christmas morning, I've had this dream since probably like the Christmas before I got pregnant with Miles. Brandon and I went to Breckenridge like first thing Christmas morning and it was empty. And it is never empty, let alone during a holiday. But on Christmas morning, people who come up for skiing, like who take ski vacations, like everybody wants to have a lazy morning. You know, you wake up, you do presents, you do like your traditions. And not that many people just get up and immediately go skiing on Christmas morning. And so I have been waiting for my kids to be old enough for us to start doing that as a family and just like get up. My dream is that we will like get up, just get directly in the car, have like a breakfast burrito in the car and just like ski for a few hours and then go home and like start Christmas at noon and do presents. And so we didn't quite do it like that exactly because we did, we had a little bit of time at home. Like we opened a couple of little presents, we did our stockings and like one or two presents and had breakfast and then got in the car and we went and we kind of like, we went to our little local hill called Eldora, which is like an hour away. I didn't even put my ski boots on. Brandon took miles down the bunny hill twice. And that was it. We got there and like in order to get it, this was not like as picturesque as it sounds <laughs> when in order to get up the hill in order to even get in the car, I had to tell miles like, listen, I, cause Brandon had taken miles skiing earlier in the week and he f- slipped on a, was climbing on a pile of snow in the parking lot fell and hit his head and got a concussion, like was literally disoriented, didn't know where he was, didn't know what had happened, like a true concussion, you know, came home, was nauseous, like really. And then ever since then has like been kind of weepy, like he's definitely, you know, coming out, like recovering from an actual head injury. But since the injury wasn't from when he was skiing and because the way that, you know, he skis with the helmet, obviously, and also right now, he basically skis like Brandon holds on to him the whole time. His risks during the activity of skiing are quite low. We wanted to get him back up there because he starts ski lessons next week. And we didn't want him to think like, I'm going to go and get, get hurt. Mm, yeah. Like we wanted him to have, again. right. Right. Yeah. We wanted to build up his confidence again. So, but he, but he was nervous. And so I was like, listen, we are going to get in the car and drive up there. And if we get there and you don't want to ski, we will turn around and come home. So we got there and we parked and he was like, I want to go home. And I was like, okay, let's just get out and go to the lodge and have <laughs> some hot look chocolate. Look at the snow. Like, and then like, yeah. let's, exactly. Let's just. <laughs> One step at a time. One so baby step. Yeah. Let's just, you know, we're already here. Let's just go get some hot chocolate. Okay. We'll go get some hot chocolate. So we go in and we spend like 45 minutes in the lodge, which we haven't even gone skiing yet. So <laughs> have some hot chocolate. And at this point, is it still pretty empty? Yeah. At this point, it's still pretty empty. Yeah. And so we did finally get him on to skis for two runs. Evie was doing the toddler thing where she was like screaming because she was, her hands were cold, but she wouldn't put on her gloves, you know, which is <laughs> totally. like such a two-year-old this thing <laughs> your gloves on no my hands, my hands are cold, cold. <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i have this piece of clothing that's specifically made to solve this problem but no um the only thing she wants less than cold than warm hands is to warm up her hands so yeah then we came home miles went down went up the magic carpet and came down the little tiny bunny hill twice and we came home and it was so nice and uh i will say i really want to give brandon a lot of credit because he finally he took my gifting advice and he gave me all things that i wanted that's amazing i'm so proud of him i got that's great bread knife i got a water bottle that i'd really been wanting i got he gave me a bike helmet. He gave me a case of Ourobora stuff that I really like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a candle that he knew that I liked, like stuff where he was like, he has been collecting it for months. Every time I'd mentioned something like, oh, I really, oh, that's such, such a cool thing. He would like buy it. That's so great. And I was like, see, isn't, wasn't it nice to surprise me? Like, even though these are 
specific things that I'd asked for. I was still surprised that you had thought about them, mm-hmm. but you're not surprising me with like how novel the item is. Right. You're surprising me with your thoughtfulness for remembering the exact thing that I wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, there's a, a different take on the element of surprise that I think is more meaningful and is definitely more like satisfying for me because then I still get what I want. So I was really happy about that. So it was really fun. And yay, Brandon, for finally getting... getting finally g- not going rogue and just staying in the lane of just like, like listening to what you I, want. Yeah. It like shows some personal growth on Brandon's behalf because I think yeah. he always used to really think like, well, if I'm spending all this effort getting it for you, why wouldn't you like it? And me right. being like, I, it's not that I don't appreciate the effort, but like if no matter how much effort you put into something... If it's not something that I want, then I'm not mm-hmm. probably going to end up wearing or using it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he tur- he changed his approach and it was very successful. So yay, Brandon. <laughs> yay. Yay, gift giving. Yay. And then coming up next, New Year's. Here we are. Here we are, Joy. Mm-hmm. Finally. We can talk about our New Year's resolution that even bursting. finally talk since, like, about it. Halloween to talk about it. But can I ask a really quick question? Like, because I... Okay, so near a new year always makes me think of like the year in review. So do you ever think about that? Like, do you reflect on the year at all of like, oh, I don't know what lessons I mean, I you normally learned? Do, but like this year, I'm kind of ready to just run the other way. Yeah. The only reason I ask is maybe it's just like a selfish, selfish reason that I want to talk about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I the 2021, I, and maybe a lot of people felt this way, but like 2020 was such a shit show that we were like, yes, 2021 is going to be amazing. And it just turned out to be one of the hardest years of my life. So I think the lesson of 2022 is like, you know what? (laughs) I have zero expectations for whatever. The bar is low. Anything great that happens in 2022 is going to just like really be a cherry on top of the Sunday because I'm like, 2021 was just really, really hard. The thing that I keep wanting to bring up and I don't know how to talk about it. So maybe we can just like gloss over it and whatever. Tell me what you think. But like, I'm still holding a grudge from the stuff that happened with leaving my job in May that I've been having like these weird dreams about like needing some type of closure, still having like a grudge somehow needing to let that go. And I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, so you want advice for how to let your grudge go? <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you for advice. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I don't know. I'm not, I'm really not a grudge holder. Like, yeah. is, I mean, move on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lift heavier. No, what did Mike say? Just, just pull harder. Just pull harder. Yeah. Just yeah. let go. Just let go. You want to yeah. let go? Just let go. It's I mean, true. I feel like, like, what do you, what do you feel is holding you back from just being like, okay, I'm over it. I'm so mad. I'm just like, I'm mad. What would, make, what would like, <laughs> what would like, do you ever see your anger getting resolved? Like, do you, are you, no, are you searching true. for no. a resolution? Yeah. Anger? Yeah. It's probably never going to be resolved. I think like when you feel like you've been wronged and betrayed, I'm going to say all these words and truly like people that I thought were my friends turned out not to be and like betrayed me. And it's all just like me, me, me being hurt, wanting to have like some type of resolution or apology that's never going to come. That's never going to come. And I think like, that's just what I need to let go. And and the reason I bring it up today too, is like, man, I, you know, it's been six plus months. I had a dream about it last night of like wanting, like asking people around me being like, I want to write so-and-so like there's like a handful of people, a letter to like really let them know. And and it's just like that whole thing of like, it's not going to solve anything. Like it's not going to solve anything, Joy. So I think like that's no. the lesson maybe it's just like, it's okay to be hurt. It's gonna, it's okay to have two feelings. It's okay to like be hurt by what happened. 
because truly I felt super betrayed. It's also okay to be like, all right, well, you kind of have to just like figure out how okay. to move forward. I also think it's that sad. we it's sad. And I also think that we want to like there's something about the way that we talk about difficult things and forgiveness and getting over something that makes us believe that we have to that like something has to feel positive to neutral in order for us to move on from it. Yeah. Like that's you true. Can, you can still think that it was shitty. Like you never yeah. have to change your belief about that. That's very that true. That doesn't mean you can't move on. Right. You can be like, yeah, that was shitty yeah. that happened. I can't believe that happened. Yeah. I'm really like that really hurt. Uh-huh. And like, yeah. Well, and- you know what I think of? It's kind of like grief where grief is always going to hurt when you think about it, but you just, it transforms you. And, you know, it's a very different scenario, of course, but grief doesn't ever, you don't ever get over it. You just work through it and it transforms you in a different way. And I think that's kind of like how I look about it. And it it may sound like seriously overly dramatic without giving like the full deal date details of what happened. And that like really just doesn't matter. Like on a public platform, like what matters is just like, wow, I felt super, my feelings were really hurt, like really hurt. So grieving the loss of like friends and people who I thought I trust could trust. And then being able to like move on from that to be like, wow, my feelings were just really hurt. So maybe it's not so much a grudge as it is like feeling so sad that people really treated me so poorly and like my feelings were hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think I would just like my non my advice as someone who doesn't hold grudges. <laughs> but but like it's not like I've never, you know, had a hard time letting something in my past go. Yeah. Is to think of like can you identify something specific that is standing between you and feeling like you could move on? If not, then maybe you just need to be honest with yourself that like you need, you know, you're not going to get what, or or if you can't identify it, you know, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Then like make peace with that. And like maybe quote unquote moving on or letting it go just feels like making the conscious decision to say, I'm never going to feel like this. I'm never going to get what I needed from this situation. Right. And I can't keep thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely as time has gone by, gone by it's not as strong of a feeling, but it's definitely like, right. it's oh, not wow. Like sharp. Right. But I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's so weird. I had a dream about it last night. Like, that's so weird. It's still there. So... It's not like this grand moment's going to happen when 2022 is here where I'm like, okay, I'm over it. But I feel like because this all happened in 2021 and you guys know I like to think of like life and calendar years and just being like, oh, 2021 was the year all that crap went down with my previous place of employment. But I think you're right. I think it's just like acknowledging, yeah, that really hurt. And not to say like I have to have this grand epiphany of moving forward, let it like fully letting it go. But just being like, yeah, my feelings were hurt. I can't stop my life for that. Because right. crap happens. Like, guess what? Crap happens in life. Yes. And what do I think I'm exempt from like bad things happening to me? I don't know. I have this weird expectation that I was like going to leave this job on like such a high note and a good, you know, feeling. And it was not that. And I think that's what really bugs me. Anyway, if Do anyone else have, has advice. <laughs> I know, right? What is, what's some advice that if you out there are a grudge holder and you have had a light bulb moment about how to get over grudges, please share it with us. So apart from, I mean, we both had job changes in 2021. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of the headline. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> didn't go anywhere. I didn't had really like anything. the best break of work of my life because I really just got to chill out. And get my priorities in line. You healed your body. Fueled my body. I healed it. You healed, healed it. your body. Yeah, I healed this my time body. Last year, you had 
you were not even a month out from your Graves disease diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And now that feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, feels like it was so long ago. Healed my body, got all relaxed and zen and priority straight. And I have a new great job that I love. And you have a new job. This year for me was just a lot of like waiting and a lot of biding my time and waiting for the right thing to come along and being luckily in a position where I could do that. And here I am. I have a fun new job. Going to be doing some fun things in 2022. I feel like 2022 for me is already just kind of shaping up to be a year where I take a lot more, like just do a lot more. And like, oh, unfortunately, my hunting trip did get canceled because of COVID, which I feel like is the right move because it's like a very, you're in a very close, you know, it's like people from all over the country and yeah. You're in close quarters, but um, like we'd like all be sleeping in a bunkhouse together. So I'm bummed about that, but I'm hopeful that I will be able to do it in the fall. Um, and it gives me a little bit of time to like, you know, learn more about hunting education. But I saw my surf trip that I'm really looking forward to. And I think it would take quite a lot to get that canceled. Um, because you have to show proof of vaccination for the trip and but who knows? May is a long time away. And I think that there's just like, I do feel like with my new job, honestly, because it pays more, <laughs> like I know, you know, money isn't everything, but at my last job, I was making like, we weren't quite living paycheck to paycheck, but it was very, very close to that. And now I feel like with the additional income, I can be more quick to make decisions without having to worry. Oh, you know, am I going to be setting myself up for like a big financial fallout from this? Like, you know, even though I do have the money in the account for it now, will I, when the time comes still have that? And like, we didn't really have um, a lot of safety net. And so it's nice to kind of have, to feel like I, I can put myself out there a little bit more like getting a tattoo of a bear with a croissant on it, like on a whim or, you know, signing up for a big trip. So do you have like a, an intention or a word for 2022? I know we always do that. I don't honestly, I feel like 2022 though is truly just not like this sounds really bad. Honestly, like I'm just, I'm not putting expectations on. I think I had such high expectations for 2021 because of 2020 being such a crap show that 2022, I'm just like, all right, bring it on, whatever happens. And I really just want to keep the pace that I established after, um, you know, the past six months where I've just been really backing off and taking a step back from work. And, you know, the pace of my new job is just is perfect. It's exactly what I need right now. I love my team. I love the environment. I love the culture. So I think that like maintaining and also just like trying to go with the flow because who knows what's going to happen. And it's not to say that I'm just like setting the bar low and like not living up to my potential, but it's just more like I'm just, I want to just be a little bit more relaxed about whatever comes our way. So my word or phrase for 2021 was structure equals freedom. That came from our episode with Casper Sher Kyle that we always talk about. If you still have never listened to that episode, I would highly recommend it. Where, you know, the concept really is that like we think that just having nothing but free time and choices and, you know, getting to choose moment to moment anything that we want to do is really like the goal. And that's what freedom is. But it's usually that kind of just turns into like analysis paralysis and that the more structure you have, not saying that like you have to be dogmatic about it, but that if you have patterns in your life and rituals in your life, that that actually can feel a lot more freeing because then it sets you up to have a lot more agency around what to do with that structure. So I think I'm going to stick with that. I feel like I did really well with that for the first like four or five months of the year. And then I had some health stuff that happened at the beginning of the summer that just knocked me out. And I'm still kind of, I feel like I'm finally 
you know, resetting from all of that. And so I think I want to try that again because I really liked it the first half of last year. And then I felt like I had to just kind of give it up when I stopped being able to really control a lot about what I was able to do. Yeah. I have a silly one that I thought of the other day. Cause I, for whatever reason, I had like a selfie with like a really close up of my skin. And after all the talk that we had last week, which by the way, thank you to everyone who, or it was a couple weeks ago, who sent us their amazing photos of Botox or lip fillers that like look realistic or actually just look natural, I should say. You look fantastic. So thank you for proving us wrong because we are just seeing the ones that are done poorly where their face just looks like it's really puffy, bloated, and or frozen. And I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that look. Okay. Um, so it's done really well. But I was just looking at this photo and I was like, oh man, my skin just looks, maybe it's like the winter time. We're not in the sun a lot. But I was like, I need to get more facials. I just need to get more facials. And I don't do stuff like that for myself because I have this weird thing about like, that feels to, it's like that whole thing of like, so it's self-indulgent and ah, just whatever. Like I make up excuses because I'm like, it's better things to do with my money, whatever, whatever. But that's a very silly New Year's resolution that I want to do more facials for myself because that would just make me feel good. And it's not to be like getting rid of wrinkles, but I just want to like, it feels good. I always like getting facials. I don't love getting massages, which you would think that's a weird thing to not like massages. I prefer facials over massages. So that's like my little- I love facials. My little self-care. I hate massages because I don't like being touched by strangers. Yeah. But I do love facials. I actually, well, I should say I've had one. I was like earlier this year and I loved it. (laughs) I would like to get more. Actually, I had two. I had one like a couple weeks for my wedding. That was like a so-so experience. But I had this great one at Alchemy, which they have an Alchemy in Denver. Oh my God, that's where I'm going. They have one one in Boulder and I'm getting like the resurfacing one with the (gasps) Dermaplane. That's what I got. It was so good. Yes. You're going to love it. Yes. It was so nice. And they're going to try, they might try to upsell you into this like face oil. Buy it. Oh, really? That's my face oil that I love. Okay. That's how it it came to be. You're like, buy it. I thought you were going to say, don't buy it. If at the end they're like, and this is our, our like regenerating tea tree face oil. You'll be like, Claire told me about this. I need to buy this. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to influence my influencer friend. (laughs) I'm influencing you. Get the face oil. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. The research is so good. If you guys live in the Denver or Boulder area, go to Alchemy and get the resurfacing facial. They first, they like do a little microderm abrasion where they literally take just this tiny little vacuum and like suck up all your, they like scrape off all your skin and then suck it up with this tiny little vacuum. It's so satisfying. And then they dermaplane you. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. And Didn't they get you dermaplane for your birthday a while ago? Yeah. But I had never gotten like the whole facial. Oh, did you get dermaplane though? Yeah. And then, and then you got the dermaplane or the resurfacing the, facial, the resurfacing facial, which is even And then better. they like, and you walk out and you feel like a lizard that's just like shed. It's it's like, oh, molted. I can't wait. It's, they should call it, I mean, this would be gross, but they should call it like the molting facial because you <laughs> definitely feel like you just like molted your skin. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's, it's just like, yeah. So I'm going this week. Cause I'm like, I just need to like have that feeling. I need to have the feeling of someone just like kind of taking off a layer of skin. You need to molt. Yep. <laughs> I do. Yep. It's time. <laughs> It's totally time. Oh, can I give an update on Cadet? Yeah. Yeah. I think I posted a couple weeks ago that we got her first report card. <laughs> and it was so cute. And then um, and it's basically like they give you a monthly report saying how she's doing. She's doing great. Everything that was on the report was pretty standard as far as like, you know, things that I already know that she does. But I do I was surprised that they checked the box that said prey drive, which just means she's like chasing after things, which I'm like, she never did that when she was with me. So I wonder if it's like, I'm going to give her another month to see if maybe she's just like getting the squirrels out because she's in a new place. Um, but then they sent us 
these awesome little Christmas cards with like her training class. So I posted that on our Instagram, if you want to go look at, at that picture of her. And it was the first photo that we've seen of her since we dropped her off. And I was just like, Oh, it made me miss her so much. And I just like, I kept zooming into the photo to see her face to be like, is she happy? Is she having a good time? And like, Joy, she's a dog. Like, she's having a great time. She's like with all her friends. And then I was like zooming into her little belly because I used to rub her belly. It was the best. It was so great. And they like, it was really cute that they did that like right before Christmas. And so I was really excited. And I have an update for Be The Match. I just heard today that I will be donating to the uh, bone marrow. You will? You didn't even tell me this. This I just found out. I just found out. I just found out. (laughs) I literally just found out like five minutes ago. Now I know how it feels when Brandon finds out personal things about me on my podcast. He's like, I've heard. So I heard on your podcast that you were uh, really unhappy. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I probably should have told you that. Anyway, go on, go on. I'm donating bone marrow in about five weeks. I don't want to say the exact date. I try to make it like kind of private, but I'm very excited because that means my patient's doing well. I shouldn't say my patient, the recipient, my patient feels like I don't own her. The recipient, I guess the prayers have worked. She's doing well enough that the transplant can happen in like five weeks ish. So more news on that, but I believe I'll be flying out for that at a different location. If things haven't changed, but more to come. But they just contacted me and they're like, hey, can you do this date? Her treatment team is asking if this date will work. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. So that's really exciting. So the recipient. Yeah, that's such a relief. I know. I was so worried about her. And my mom actually asked me today. She's like, have you heard from Be The Match to see if they like have, you know, rescheduled the, the donation date? And I was like, no, I just... I'm really worried about her and hope that she's well enough to get this transplant. So that's a good sign. That's a good sign. So I'm really excited. So more to come on that. That is exciting. Do we have any good like resolutions that people wrote in? Because I know you did that post yesterday about. Yeah. So I asked people if they had if they had their own like words or resolutions that they had already made. A lot of them are very similar. You know, I think a lot of people are feeling the same way that like I think coming out of 2020, we all were ready to hit a reset button and that reset button never came. And so I think people are really feeling that like, okay, well, if we're going to just have to make our own reset button, then so be it. Like a lot of people, their word was consistency, um, discipline. Like I saw a lot more of that than we have in the past words that I think are coming from that place of like, I'm sick of feeling untethered. And so I'm just going to create that feeling for myself. Are you looking at the post? Mm -hmm. Do you see any other patterns? One that I like is uh, to learn Spanish because we had a a team of workers on our, at our, working at our house for like the past three weeks. And I was so mad at myself that I didn't, because most of them spoke Spanish and only spoke Spanish. And I was like kicking myself because I was like, why don't I speak Spanish? And it made me so mad. I took French when I was in high school because I wanted to be different from everyone else because everyone took Spanish. And now I think like that was not a good choice of me trying to be like against the grain. And granted, I learned a lot of French. I lived in France. I do not regret it. But practically speaking, like I'm not speaking a lot of French and there's not a lot of opportunities to speak French around here. But there's always plenty of opportunities to speak Spanish. And so I started listening to this uh, Spanish, like learn Spanish podcast. And so I'm like, if anyone out there has like really good resources of how to learn Spanish uh, on your own, please send them to me. But someone wrote one goal is to learn and practice Spanish every day. And so that reminded me, I was like, that's something that I really want to do. Someone said, be present, be mindful, disciplined, 
donating blood for the first time, swim one time per week to mix up workouts. I think that's great. The, the mantra I've been doing lately for workouts and movement is less is more because diet culture mentality will always be like, you should have done more, you should have done this. And lately I'm just like, less is more, Joy, 20 minutes, great. You did some movement. That's awesome. I, I posted something on my personal Instagram last week where I was like, oh, I had taken a break for a week from uh, working out because the week leading up to Christmas or the, you know, two weeks, whatever was really have been really, really, really crazy at work. And I was like, you know, work up as you said, I took a week off and somebody was like, thank you for just normalizing like that. You can drop your workouts when other things are busy. Like, yeah, I feel like we are, we have all, and, and there was a totally time in my life where instead I would have been like, I worked out anyway. And I'm like, so done with being no, that person. And I think no. that's what we see so no. much as, as people who were like, Mm-mm. I could have, I could have skipped my workout today. And in it, and because I, my meetings went over and my dinner was burned and, no. my, you know, someone threw a brick through my window and, but I didn't. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like random shit where you're like, I, I could have skipped my workout today because of all these things, but instead I got it done. Hashtag no hustle. No and I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. Hashtag don't get it done. Like hashtag, hashtag sit on the couch. Hashtag just chill chill the F out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Amen. working out is not like, no, is not. And if the there's anything I've learned, here's the thing. I've, I've learned some things in my years, but the one thing I've learned, and I always quote my naturopathic doctor because she's amazing, is it just like, if you are already stressed out and you're exercising to be like, hashtag no rest days, you're freaking screwing yourself. It's a lot of undoing in the brain because we have that like, hashtag no rest days, like still playing in our head. And it's just, it's just not true. It's just not true. I've never had a day where I've been like, oh, I'm not going to work out today, or I don't feel like working out this week, where I've all of a sudden, like, my life was upended because of it. Like, it's just, everything's always fine. And you're, you're fine. And I just hate that ticker tape that's always just like the drill sergeant of you should work out. So guys, rest more in 2022. Maybe drink a glass of water. Maybe just take some deep breaths. Calm your nervous system. And, uh... Don't be so hard on yourself. I also feel like we maybe should have an entire podcast about what I'm about to bring up. And maybe we should do it with Laura Legos. But like, which is that like on the, like you can make quote unquote healthy choices. Like you can eat vegetables and drink water and work out in a non-disordered way. Yeah. I think we have gotten to the point where we right. feel like if I am restricting, you know, that word restricting, like is just immediately sends up red flags, but it's like, yeah, some amount of restricting is normal and natural and, and, you know, needed. And some amount of prioritizing is normal and natural and needed. And some amount of pushing yourself to just get something done every once in a while is normal and natural and needed. It's not all or nothing. And it's not like, oh, if if I don't feel I 100% want to make this choice, then that means that it's like toxic and disordered. Like, no, there it's an right. in between. It's a gray area. It's a gray area. Yeah. We talked you about know? this last week with Ven- Vanessa Rosetto, which is uh, one of the other registered dietitians that we've had on the show. And she's awesome. Highly recommend you listen to that episode because she, she reminds me a lot of Laura Ligos and like their mindset is very much the same. And the way they talk about nutrition is the same and just how we just can't get caught up in like, you can, you can still have goals to eat healthy, you know, so highly recommend listening to that. She covers that a lot too. Just be like, we can eat healthy without it being like falling into the diet culture trap. Well, guys, that's it for 2021. I think that's a wrap. We did another year podcasting. Another year. Without missing a week. I don't think we missed one week. No. And in fact, for like most of the year, we, you, you did two episodes a week. Yeah. Sometimes even three. 
sometimes even three with the on your marks gets up bake. But uh, TBD, what will happen in 2022? We'll see if we can TBD. maintain that pace. Um, I will say I finally watched the holiday on your marks gets up bakes. Oh, I did too. Well, maybe oh, we should do an and, um, holiday. Oh my God. Oh my God. We may have to do an extra episode because Scott and I were just browsing. Um, I think it's on, hold on. I think it was on Peacock. And there's a new baking show that's kind of a ripoff of the Great British Bake Off, but it's with Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. What? Yes. And they did a show called Baking It. And it's Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. They host a baking competition inspired by the holiday season. It looks so much like the Great British Bake Off, but they win like $50,000 in prizes and Uh whatever. So I think there's like five episodes or six episodes, and it's only one season. But it looks amazing. And it looks like so much Great. fun. And especially because it's Andy Sabberg and Maya and Rudolph. And Maya Rudolph is my favorite actor. So we may have to like do a little edition of the baking okay. series because that looks like so much fun. I was definitely watching the holiday one and thinking like, I have a lot to say. Like, for example, how did Jamie ever make it on the show? At all? I know. What is he even how? doing there? Ugh. I feel so bad for saying that, but it's like, how? No. Yeah. At one point, Prue was like, Literally, all the other bakers would have to just not even show up tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like, how did he? How was he ever yeah, on the show? And I why know. did they bring him back? He got, he got, anyway. Clearly, yeah. I feel I have feelings about it. And yeah. we're going to do another episode of Money Marks that Bake. So keep an eye out for that because I just decided they were doing one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great New Year's. Happy New Year. Thanks Happy for hanging with us for another 365 days. That's crazy. 52 episodes. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.